0: So, hey, Ned, interesting topic today. I know, as we always say, this is near and dear to your heart. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about data gravity, and then let's just kick it around a little bit and what it is, what it means, what's coming down the pike. Boom. What do you think? Well, hey, Mark.
1: Welcome welcome to uh, Technically Speaking once again. And uh, we're here to talk about data gravity. And let's first talk about what it's not. It's not a salad dressing. It is something that's a big factor or a way of describing something that we think about a lot when we think about how we deal with this explosion of data that's occurring at our customer sites. And when we think about the explosion of data, the easiest way for me to think about it is what's happened with my phone you know, I wander around and I take pictures of doing things with my kids and sporting events and whatever else. And every one of those pictures is 10 megabytes. And I don't even think about it. I just take them and upload them to the cloud. One of these days, I'm going to want to move those around and they're going to be very difficult to move. I'll have petabytes of pictures. And um, what happens when I want to migrate that to a disk or to another cloud or whatever else, I've got to budget tons of time. It takes forever. So that's a really small, uh, a small description of what happens with uh, what our customers face, where they have really large data sets. It might be petabytes. When we stop and think about why do our customers have data? Well, they want to run applications against them or they want to run analysis against that data or even AI modeling. And so then the location of the data relative to where the compute happens and where it ultimately wants to get consumed matters a lot. So we can't move it around readily. And we have to really think about these things. And so anyway, we started to call this some time ago, this concept, the concept of data gravity, which is just, look, you've got to really think about where your stuff is, what you're doing with it and why. How does that track to your understanding of this, Mark?
0: Well, I, I like your take. I like your take, it's pretty <laughs> up there. Have you ever thought about doing this thing full time? You're, pre- you're pretty good to this tech stuff, dude. But, <laughs> but like, I think you nailed it, right? There are certain laws of physics right there, there there's some physical limitations on how fast you can actually transfer stuff you mentioned like over time you start getting the sedimentary layers of data that start accumulating you know and you wind up with these petabytes of you know your your <laughs> your your vacation pictures but like a petabyte just to kind of put that in perspective that's kind of a, hard to imagine chunk of data. Let's say you've got a really good internet connection of one gigabit per second, and you wanna transfer a petabyte of data, it literally is gonna take you a week. So this data winds up, it's almost like the concrete dries around the data. And we also know that data doesn't live by itself, that if you have, you know, maybe let's say our, our, our proverbial flight reservation data, That also connects to inventory. It connects to your customer relations. It connects to your financial systems. And all of those interconnections start having this gravitational pull to where that data wants to, from a speed and performance perspective, it wants to be close to the other data that it's related to. So data attracts data. You can also imagine the applications that are using that again for performance latency bandwidth throughput those are going to be kind of gravitationally pulled in closer to that data now that gravitational pull is what we call data gravity and data seems to be the core attracted in this